Hi guys, welcome or welcome back to my podcast channel. My name is Olivia Tutu, the podcast butterfly. Welcome to episode 19 of season 3. In today's episode, I get to have a conversation with Mulenga Chanda, who's the managing assistant of the treasuries and financial markets at the Bank of China. Mulenga is also a social media personality as well as a brand ambassador. We get to speak about work-life balance. How do you balance your work and your life when the world is moving at a fast rate? We get to speak about purpose, identity, and everything in between. I hope you enjoyed because I did. I learned so much and I just wanted to share it with you guys. And of course, you know the vibes, you know the drill. If you're using Apple Podcasts, Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcasts, don't forget to subscribe and favorite this podcast. Of course, leave me a voice message and let's get conversating. Give me your feedback, your thoughts and everything else, guys. I love it when we are interactive. Without further ado, let's get into this episode. So one of the first things I noticed about you is the fact that you are a Christian and I would like to find out what role faith plays in your life. I know this is like getting started right into a conversation, but thank you for coming through to Unscripted with Leave and I just wanted to make it known that you are an actual Christian, that in a way your content has influenced me to want to do more with my relationship with God. Um, so the first thing that I always, um, well, part of the, the background, where I come from, nothing that we have or nothing that we had in my short life was ever made to feel like we got it because of our brilliance mm-hmm. or because we deserved it yeah. or for some reason we were more special than others. So the first reason why I always walk with my faith like a necklace or an NRC card is because that's my identity. Mm-hmm. I identify with faith because even getting to where I am today is because of faith. Um, my grandma, my late grandmother, who was the, the lead of our family, she gave us God. She always told us, as long as you have God, there's nothing that will ever... There's nothing that you ever struggle with. Mm-hmm. So I always make it known even to people that I'm of the faith because there's literally nothing that I have today that I won't look back at and thought that it was random. Mm-hmm. I always felt like there was a higher power that serviced it. Yeah. Um, I tend to run away from being labeled too much as a Christian, yeah. mostly because that's also something that was a label at some point that someone came up with. Mm-hmm. But I, I prefer to be referred to as someone of the faith because then now that makes it even more relatable to people not to feel like oh okay so because this Christian is imposing it on us to believe in what he believes in because that's the price of being a public figure or someone who's influential or aspiring to be influential Mm -hmm. so for me I'd rather say I'm of the faith why because I think everything that I have was actually not because I was smart or too smart everything was uh, you could say uh, ordered step by step by a higher power whether that is um, something that someone will believe in or something that someone doesn't yeah. I'll respect it but the faith mm-hmm. is what I identify with because um, that's my life <laughs> nice hi Melinda welcome to Unscripted with Liv nice meeting you Liv <laughs> thank you so much for having yes. me yes now today we're going to speak about balancing work and your social life mm. and this is stemming again from the fact that you make it look so easy and effortless 
and i know before now we had a conversation and you sort of highlighted why it comes natural to you and all that but before we get into this whole conversation of work-life balance can you give us a brief intro of who Mlenga is well, Mlenga is just a normal under 30 guy with um, a gift to influence people and to be the bridge uh, between the older and younger generation. Yeah. So for me, I just refer to myself as a leader, someone who's blessed with, um, um, you could say, uh, a responsibility to be able to usher in a new uh, wave or new version of leaders, so to say. Mm-hmm. Uh, leaders who are not just smart or educated, but leaders who also understand that it's important to um, to invest in your gifts and abilities. Mm-hmm. You know, because sometimes I think there's overemphasis of being a professional in society yeah. so much that people are not encouraged to exercise their gifts. Mm-hmm. So, um, so for me, that's just who I am. So if there's any simple definition, I'm just a modern day leader. And I noticed that you have so much fun from your social media. Well, mostly that's what we see. But I also do realize that the gigs you go to is actual work. And also you have work aside from um, the events you do and all that. How do you manage to balance up? I know you gave me an answer, but I feel like there's a formula somewhere, somehow. The balance for me, the first thing people always get offended when I tell them there's no balance mm-hmm. because then they're like, No, but there should be. There is, I got a, in I retro got respect, <laughs> there is retro, there, in retro respect, there is balance. Mm-hmm. But to me, I try to find where the balance comes from. Even I, it's, it's something that is, I'm, yeah. I'm on, on the verge of understanding where Wait, I get it. Yeah. But the truth is, why I say there's no balance for me is because I'm myself all the time. Mm-hmm. So the balance is myself. Yeah. Does that make sense? <laughs> the no, balance it, is yourself. The balance is myself yeah. because I'm the one who gets to schedule my day mm-hmm. or my month or my year. So the balance is not in me. And I, I know I know how people answer this question is they'll give you a formula. A formula. How to do stuff. I run away from that because mm-hmm. for me I, I literally don't move with any formula or mm-hmm. whatever. Yeah. I'm just myself. Like mm-hmm. even right now as I'm speaking to you there's no superficial or like something Mm -hmm. deep or anything no i'm just being me so how do i balance my professional and social life yeah it's because at the core of everything else in as much as i'm a professional went to school and graduated Mm -hmm. i'm a creative yeah so that balance comes from identity Mm it's purpose really so that's where i get my balance from it's from understanding that i have a responsibility i have a purpose but at the center of everything else i should be myself Mm-hmm. So yeah. Would you say that time management has played a huge role in how you balance up? Yes. Because I think for the most part whenever I'm doing stuff, I don't necessarily stick to time, which is bad, but I find that I get to miss certain appointments, certain events and then you have to like reschedule and then there's procrastination and all that. So, would you say time management is also a key component of how you manage to balance up your life? Yeah. If anything, um, if there was ever an answer that was going to be accepted mm-hmm. uh, politically or an answer is politically correct, is if people were going to ask me to say, okay, but just give us something. How do you manage your social life and professional life? Yeah. Time management. Mm-hmm. That's the balance. Yeah. So how I do that is um, I, I have what I call a hierarchy of priorities mm-hmm. for me in my life, yeah. both in a professional setting and in a non-professional setting. Mm-hmm. So that hierarchy of, prof- of, of, of priorities 
it always gives me an opportunity to sit down and evaluate what should come first and what shouldn't. Mm-hmm. So time management comes as something. It's it's an, it's it, it it's like second nature mm-hmm. because I know I have to be at work on a Monday. Mm-hmm. So meaning I can't be at a concert at zero three on a Sunday. Yeah. So. That's responsibility right there. Yeah. So through that hierarchy of priorities, mm-hmm. that's how I balance up my time. Um, you'd be interested to know that for me, Monday to Friday, I'm at work. Mm-hmm. I'm not at a concert. Yeah. yeah. So the fact that I'm at work from Monday to Friday, my time management says there that I should focus 100% on being productive to deliver according to the responsibility of my contract. But when I get off work on the weekend, Mm -hmm. I know that from Saturday to Sunday, I get to also invest in my hobbies and interests, and I have to give 100% through that. Mm -hmm. So the time management is the balance. Would you say, what would you say rather has contributed to where you are at currently? Because I think you're under 30 and you've done a lot. You have an MBA in finance. And for me, that's like, wow, you first of all have the whole professional a career moving on quite well and then also at the end of the day you have a social life you've identified that you're creative and you have these abilities how was the process like um when you have a dream as a young person as you at the time that you start to visualize the kind of life that you want as a young person a part of you understands that you have to get yourself there Mm -hmm. so the process or the integration of me understanding these two worlds came as a result of me identifying which fight i was subjecting myself to Mm -hmm. privilege um for a very long time i thought privilege is coming from a rich family Or driving a Benz or having a family that was in the government, yeah. right? Or mm-hmm. going to Changelo, <laughs> right? Or studying mm-hmm. in the UK. That's yeah. privilege. Mm-hmm. And that is privilege, by yeah. the way. But as I started to grow, I started to realize that there were certain blessings I had that others didn't have mm-hmm. that were not necessarily monetary or financially sound. Yeah. I realized I had an education. Mm-hmm. I had a good mom. Yeah. I had a good family. That's privilege. Mm-hmm. So the integration started, me, started by me identifying that okay so with this privilege i have or having an education and a family even though we may not be as rich yeah. what do i want for myself in the future mm-hmm. that will make me appreciate where i come from that's when i started realizing for me to get to a certain level of of, of lifestyle or a certain uh dream i have of having a big house a big car and everything yeah. i need to go through a certain process that will get me there mm-hmm. so the first thing obviously being a young african child education is your way out of poverty Very vital. Mm-hmm. that's number one yeah. secondly identifying that i was a creative quite young at a young age i needed to understand that i'm not in the in the in the western uh hem- like admi- like environment this mm-hmm. is not america yeah. i can't just wake up and say i'm going to be an events manager mm-hmm. or i'm going to be a musician or i'm yeah. going to be a songwriter mm-hmm. no the moment you tell your parents that you're out of the house, you need to be a doctor, <laughs> a lawyer, an engineer, an engineer mm-hmm. and all these things. Yeah. But how do I get to that dream I know I should be mm-hmm. if it's not through education as a young African child? That's mm-hmm. very vital for people to understand because sometimes we get inculcated by Western uh, ideologies. Mm-hmm. We forget about where we come from and the realities of where we come from. Yeah. So that process for me, I had to think, I can't be a doctor. 
because I felt for me I always think being a doctor is a calling. I don't think I was called for that. Yeah. But I realized I was a leader at the core of everything. I knew I always knew I was a leader. Mm-hmm. But to which you know uh environment I was going to be sent to, I wasn't quite sure. Mm-hmm. So I need to pick a profession that will make me sort of be, have a free range um identity where I can invest in this, invest in that, where I don't feel restricted. Mm-hmm. Now don't get me wrong, I'm not saying a lot of professions are restrictive, but some are restricted. Mm-hmm. So I chose to go the financial route. Mm-hmm. So I went to business school to learn the foundations of business, how to run a business, how mm-hmm. to manage a business, how to work in a company. So that one day with the dream that I have to own, I actually want to so my long time dream is to actually build an institution or a hub where youth I'm very youth invested so for me I want to have a company that will be developing uh, ideas mm-hmm. softwares technologies yeah. um even music ideas or sports companies I want to own a company that will be a hub for mm-hmm. different talents and abilities and yeah. investing in them so that they can go impact society mm-hmm. that's my long term dream mm-hmm. but to get to there I need to go through a series of lessons. Mm-hmm. So because I'm a creative, I need to be found around creatives to understand their world. Yeah. How do musicians work? Mm-hmm. I befriended soccer players, athletes to understand their world. Mm-hmm. I befriended people who are in banks where I work now. Yeah. People who are in technology companies. Mm-hmm. And all these things because I understood that when I accepted the responsibility to be a modern day leader, mm-hmm. I needed to understand to I needed to be an all-rounder mm-hmm. to know and understand the world of youths, how they think. how they process information and when i did that it was easy for me to understand to say okay so between now and then go to uni yeah i went to uni got my degree at 20 how how did you manage cuz i think in one of the conversations we were having you spoke about how you were you identified that you were creative at a very young age so even as you were in uni you were still doing the creative arts and what not how was it like balancing again i'm back to the balancing how was it balancing you trying to discover who you are and the spaces you should be found in and also um focusing and getting your degree back to the first thing i said in the first uh, few lines of our conversation hierarchy of priorities mm-hmm. i didn't study in zambia so number one I knew I need to come back home with something. Mm-hmm. Again, being a young African black child. Yeah. Very very vital. You need to understand that, especially if the cards you've been dealt with are not as privileged as others, mm-hmm. education is your way out of poverty. Mm-hmm. So for me, whatever I was doing in university, whether it was music, sports, whatever, education was like the holy grail. Mhm. I did not miss class. I always told myself whether I'm at a party at 03 at 7 I need to be in class wow. because to get out of this funk mm-hmm. I need to get this paper. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nice. Now, you are one of the few people that I have seen in Zambia who have a social life that's out in the public and you also have a professional career. Did you by any chance have those maybe your superiors coming at you and saying oh but you're doing this oh but we saw this on social media or oh, it's always been i mean you don't do anything dirty like everything is clean mm-hmm. but by virtue of having superiors that are the older generation they'll probably say mm, should he be doing this and all that did you ever experience that yeah i did how did you handle that i didn't handle it at all <laughs> i haven't handled it so it's still there it's still there how do you, do you ever defend yourself do you say something or you just let it be i've been great at my job <laughs> so you allow your job to speak for you exactly 
See, as young people, we need to understand one thing. Mm -hmm. The only way to get close to the older generation and understanding who we are mm -hmm. is by actually proving a point. Yeah. And if you're in an organization, that point to be proven is by being productive. Mm -hmm. Words won't cut it. Yeah. So for me, how I quote-unquote shut them up <laughs> is by bringing results. Mm -hmm. No one does that work. Because you see, me being in the financial sector, mm -hmm. specifically treasury and financial markets, yeah. when I log in, there's no one else who has that login. Mm -hmm. So every number, every document, every number I punch in mm -hmm. is literally mulenga. Yeah. So if I beat the target of 100 mm -hmm. and someone has a problem with me because I was wearing a fedora hat on Saturday, mm -hmm. that number speaks for me because they'll be like, you know what? Mm -hmm. He still does the job. And it's important for, you know, I, I love what you mentioned to say. I don't post dirty stuff out there. Mm -hmm. I do that also because I understand I carry corporate responsibility with me. Mm -hmm. So in as much as I'll be at a concert yeah. or I'm into fashion, I always make sure that it's in the light that will also be impressive to the organization. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you know what I mean. Yeah. So my said, even when someone is just trying to look for something, they'll still see to say, but he still carries himself in a well-mannered way so mm -hmm. much that even someone who's like, where do you work? They'll be impressed. Yeah. So I always make sure I'm politically correct on social media. Mm -hmm. Even though, um, I mean, we all have a sense of humor. Even the type of jokes that I throw, mm -hmm. I know those jokes that will offend a certain class of people because it's a sensitive society. Yeah. Even mm -hmm. a fooster could offend someone today <laughs> no, exactly no. so i'm very very careful with that yeah. and that's why i also that's why it goes back to curating my content as well because yeah mm -hmm. because you don't want to overstep uh to overextend yourself mm -hmm. in certain ways and you also don't want to downplay who you are at the end of the day yeah. so that whole balance is a corporate social responsibility for me to make sure that even though i may not be in the bank on a saturday at a concert mm -hmm. i'll represent the bank so well that even the people who find me at that concert mm -hmm. they'll be impressed by the person that i am i love the fact that you're constantly speaking about being you all the time and curating your content but so there's the aspect of controlling what you put out and there's the aspect of being you. Some people, when you tell them to be them, it's like chaos. They will literally be them. So how how do you balance up how much content you put out, how much of your life you, you put out? Because there are moments when people will think they know you A to Z because of uh, them being being followers of your content for a long time. Um. So I'll start with something that will sound like I'm going off topic, mm -hmm. but then I'll realign myself in a minute. Yeah. Where I come from, I'm up against poverty, mm -hmm. early marriages, a lack of marriages, having kids out of wedlock, yeah. or basically just not being educated. That's my fight. Mm -hmm. So this contributes to the type of person that I am every day, whether I'm at work, or whether I'm with my friends. Mm -hmm. Now, why did I start with that? It's a responsibility for every person, in as much as they are themselves, yeah. to recognize what fight they have within them. Mm -hmm. There are friends of mine who, have, who are not fighting to get out of poverty. They come from families that are rich already. Mm -hmm. So their version of being themselves is very different, different from yeah, me. That is why it's very important not just to follow anyhow on these social media platforms. Yeah. Just because you see Cindy is going to South Africa, then you should also go, go to South Africa. Africa. You find yourself mm -hmm. in debt yeah. because you have no idea what Cindy is up against. Mm -hmm. So how do I make sure for me or how do I manage this whole image 
where in as much as I'm myself, it's still controlled mm-hmm. and still ready. Yeah. It's because of that responsibility of the fight. Mm-hmm. I know what I have to put in every day. If anything, <laughs> I have to work 10 times as hard as any other person out there. Now, mm-hmm. I know people will be like, but why are you so emphasizing on privilege and non-privilege? Mm-hmm. Because that's what society is about. Yeah. It's about privilege and not having it. Mm-hmm. So if I have to be a privileged person in the future and my kids to come and bask into my hard work, mm-hmm. I have a responsibility that the version of being myself yeah. is still directly or in correlation to what I stand for. Yeah. That's nice. Um, what's the one thing you... I know you're still young, mm-hmm. uh, below 30, but what's the one thing you think you did growing up that has contributed to the Mlinga you are today? It could be a couple, maybe two or three things that you did that you think, okay, this has definitely contributed to the person I'm becoming every single day. Submitting to authority. I started from home, mm-hmm. understanding that your parents know you better than everyone when you're young. Mm-hmm. You're not yet out in the real world. So you can't say my parents don't know me. No, they're literally the only ones who can see you. <laughs> now, that stage, usually it's, it's, it's disrespected these days because we already assume where we come from. They can't understand. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's true. But when you're young, the first thing I did right is I submitted to authority. Mm-hmm. I grew up with my grandparents and my mom. She was a single mom. So the first thing I, I had to tell myself is they know better. Mm-hmm. I was still in their home. Now, yes, we can argue about a few things because I've been exposed. I, I'm an adult. So we won't always agree on certain things. Mm-hmm. But when I was under their roof, I submitted to authority. Mm-hmm. Whenever my mom said this is wrong, it was because it was wrong. Yeah. If my grandma said this is not how you speak to people, it was because in that moment how I spoke was not how I should be speaking. The second thing that I did was also to have the right environment around you. Friends, like I said, we come from very different backgrounds. I don't know how I became so smarter than my friends before my age, but I I could see even when I was young. Because you see, when you're a kid, you're like a sponge. Mm -hmm. You take in everything. So I could see that there were other kids that were richer than us. I could see there were other kids that were more educated than us. Mm-hmm. I could see there were other people who came from families. Their parents were driving Range Rovers and us, we were just getting on buses. Mm-hmm. That, that did something to me as a child. Mm-hmm. It made me think, but why isn't my mother like that? Mm-hmm. And then I had to make sure I had to, like, that submitting of authority makes you understand your parents better and where you come from. Mm-hmm. And when I got that, Nick, and, and, and when I got that, um, when I got that, idea of of what it means to understand where you come from choosing the environment was easy because i knew "Hmm, okay so if i want to aspire to be smart i have to hang around smart people Mm -hmm. if i want to be as smart to be rich i should be Mm -hmm. hanging around rich people (laughs) would you say the type of friends you have have has also contributed in a bit yes that's that's Mm -hmm. that's exactly what i'm saying (laughs) so i'm not gonna hang around people who i know will not challenge me but how do you break into the circles because i think my friend and i had a conversation like this you know how um, I went to a certain workshop mm-hmm. and there's somebody who is into the MCing and whatnot who was complaining about the fact that a lot of gigs are just being passed on to the same people over and over again like known faces, known voices are the ones that are taking it up so she was asking how she could penetrate and you said if you want to be rich you hang around the rich people you want to be smart you hang around the smart people but how do you penetrate i think it's different when you're just starting out and you're you're seeing threats of oh this one is smart this one is you know but then when 
people have already made it like in my age group it's like how do you penetrate i can't answer for your friends specifically mm-hmm. because i may um choke on my own words uh specifically yeah. because maybe she's dealing with a whole different situation yeah, altogether. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. but i'll tell you one thing mm-hmm. if you want to penetrate certain circles of influence or mm-hmm. certain circles that you think are relevant for your next stage or your next step in life yeah. what are you trading up So there's got to be a change. Yes. You see the thing is we talk about people being entitled to our lives on social media. Yeah. But we're also an entitled generation at the end of the day. True. An entitled society. Mm-hmm. So for me, how I got rid of always complaining yeah. and just started being stubborn to enter these circles mm-hmm. because I had to make sure you see there's nothing wrong with having an attitude of proving a point. If anything, I always <laughs> tell people prove a point. Prove a point. A lot of these people who are always complaining about oh no they don't call us for gigs they always you will complain the whole year mm-hmm. but for me the thing is that most of these people you find they are usually the ones who are always just telling people what they can do mm-hmm. show us what you can do mm-hmm. the two gigs that I've had this year that I hosted do you know how I got them mm-hmm. it's because I started doing IG lives mm-hmm. I did not penetrate any circle It's because people sort of say, ah, "So this this chap can actually like host <laughs> people, and he's never even been to journalism school." Yeah. And then just by that, that was an invitation to the table. Mm-hmm. So do you know how to penetrate certain circles? Trade up something that you have, not something spoken. No, show it. Mm-hmm. If you if you're good at something, do it. This stuff that you're doing, mm-hmm. one day someone will say, "I heard the podcast." Because that's your invitation to the table. Mm-hmm. Don't just. complain and just you know they don't call us how do they call you if they don't know what they will get from you mm-hmm. because the entire generation just wants to hang around celebrities but who are you mm-hmm. what are you bringing to the us mm-hmm. trade up yeah i love that mm-hmm. trade up i'm definitely going to do a whole yeah. list to just trade up and do shanshani yeah. but of course while you're tuned into unscripted with leave make sure you're sipping on some good cup of coffee tea water juice or whatever beverage best suits your needs it's called in zambia lusaka specifically so you probably want to have a cup of tea or coffee now getting back to what you do your socials again mm-hmm. they show you have so much fun mm-hmm. but then you claim it's work and so there's probably someone out there who wants to go to events they want to go out and do abcd how do you manage your finances and what's that one advice you can give such a person because i think everybody is into the whole influencer idea content creation and for you to have good content you have to go out spend money and what not yeah um again i'll start with something that will seem like i'm going off topic but i'll realign myself mm-hmm. again know who you are mm-hmm. know your limits. I always tell people this, guys, if you have a 500 kwacha, mm-hmm. don't go to an event where you're spending 450. It means you remain with 50 kwacha. Mm-hmm. And you've got 30 days to live off that 50 kwacha. Mm. The math doesn't add up. No, it does not. Mm-hmm. And that's the biggest issue with most youths around these days. Mm-hmm. you are overextending or we are overextending ourselves so much to fit a certain status quo but it's not where we are yet in our lives yeah. let me give you a very good example we've spoken a lot about my social life which i i sometimes detest sometimes because i actually have a life that's very like <laughs> professional right but because uh-huh. we're on that if we entered shop right mm-hmm. with two trolleys yeah. mine and Zinga Melo's I am going to choke if I'm going to start competing with her swiping 
just because I want to show that even I can reach a, a level. Do you know why? Mm-hmm. She's worked so hard for so many years, mm-hmm. and I'm just in the prime of my career. Yeah. The mistake that we make is that we like we like looking at someone else's trolley and assuming we can also carry the same amount of groceries. Mm-hmm. It's wrong. Yeah. Wait for your time. I'm not yet there. Mm-hmm. What I should do instead is get closer to her. Learn, mom. How did you fill up this trolley so well? You're not even having any issue swiping the card. Mm-hmm. Those were wise will pick up with what I'm saying. But at the end of yeah. the day, just figure out. And another thing that you should do, it's a different way of looking at it. Mm-hmm. But um, I spoke of trading up something to enter certain circles. Yeah, yeah. Trade up something also to go for gigs. If you're talented in a certain way, you can just text people who are event organizers. Just text them saying, hey, I've got an Instagram account. I want to promote your event. Um, and in exchange, I want a ticket. Nice. What's the worst thing that could happen? Them saying no. Mm-hmm. You won't die. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Would you consider yourself a reader? Yes, very much. What's your favorite book? Um, my favorite book at the moment that I all the my favorite book. So there is this book. It's called uh, Scary Close. Mm-hmm. It's very nice. People should read it. What's it about? Scary Close is just um, it's. It's basically just about understanding your purpose and the environment that you're in. Mm-hmm. It's got very different aspects to it. Mm-hmm. But one book that I would recommend people should really, really get and they should have in their homes is Outliers. Outliers. I yes. started reading it, mm-hmm. but you know what happened? Mm-hmm. School got the best of me and I ended back at... Mm-hmm. Oh, no, you should finish it. I, I will, mm-hmm. especially during the back. Yeah. Now, we're almost coming to the end of the podcast. But before I let you go, um, what's what are we expecting from you in the next five years? And Next a five. brand and not just the social part but also you in the corporate world um i plan on having my own company mm-hmm. so i don't plan on staying in employment for a really long time mm-hmm. mostly because i think i can offer up more to society if i am starting to actualize the vision that i had when i was a kid mm-hmm. which is what i told you to open up an institution or an organization that um takes care of youths mm-hmm. um an organization that promotes or invests in youth skills mm-hmm. and, and not necessarily just white collar but also blue collar base where mm-hmm. they don't necessarily have to be people who have been to university but even just people who are skilled they can become betters mm-hmm. uh, engineers and all these things i want to invest in their skills that they can have and you know um their own life they can you know sponsor their own kids and whatever so for me i'm a I'm a man of the community mm-hmm. and one thing that I know for sure that you know a lot of people can expect from me in the next few years is for me to have my hands as dirty as I can to make people's lives better in the community mm-hmm. whether that is by using my social media to be uh, of positive influence mm-hmm. or maybe being productive in the banking sector for as long as I can be there and then eventually get to that point where I can now start funding mm-hmm. investing and helping people out there get their dreams yeah now, um, what's the one advice you would give somebody who's been following you, who's listened to this podcast, even as they start out, especially the youths in the creative space and also those that are trying to uh, strike a balance between their professional career and also just being a creative? Be yourself. <laughs> Everyone else is taken. Mm-hmm. Um, The advice that I can give to anyone who's listening to this, whether young or old, is identify the, the cause that you're fighting. Mm-hmm. We're all fighting different battles. Yeah. Just identify what, you, what, you're, what are you fighting for. Like I said, I am fighting to get out of poverty. 
a lack of education, mm-hmm. a lack of so many things. That's why I'm this focused. Yeah. To always be multi-talented. In as much as I have a job, I also exercise my gifts. Because remember, to be a wealthy man, you need what? More than three streams of income, right? Mm-hmm. So to do that, how, what do you do? You need to discover yourself more and more. Mm-hmm. Every day is a chance to discover yourself. Mm-hmm. So my advice is to anyone listening to this, please identify what you're fighting for. Mm-hmm. Where you come from. Mm-hmm. Look at yourself, everything around you. What is it telling you that you're fighting against? That will always direct you to your purpose easily. Thank you so much. We've come to the end of this podcast episode thank you for listening up until the end this has been olivia tutu the podcast butterfly and like i say i'm gonna say it again i don't want to be known for them against i don't want to be known for them for and i am for people regardless of who you are i love you but god loves you more i know last week i made a mistake but i said it the right way this week bye guys